Good afternoon. This is Kevin, and I'm here to help. I'm only saying afternoon because, you know, that's when I'm recording this. <laughs> it is Sunday afternoon on this warm August day. I'm sitting up here in my little office just thinking about you, thinking about the things to say about how to be a help to you today. Today we're going to take a little fun trip down this thing of walking by faith and learning what it means to take a step by faith and we're going to kind of subnote that off onto a little thought about learning baby steps but I want to take this time to just be a help to you something that I've been learning in my life and I figured if it, it was a help to me and something that God's been working in my life then I figured that'd be something that I could pass on to you and it might be a help to you and so let's get into talking about baby steps when it comes to walking by faith because I think that's very very important let's talk about that here have you ever read Hebrews chapter 11 and thought man those guys are good and then you look at yourself and like ooh faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen for by it the elders obtain a good report through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which were seen were not made of things which do appear. And then we go into this listing and this um, really difficult examples of these people that just did amazing things. You had um, Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and then Sarah, then Abraham again, and then, boy... These guys were all, you know, died in faith, having not received the promises, but they saw them afar off. <laughs> they were persuaded of them, embraced them, confessed them. Then we get into more stories again about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and Moses. And here we have over and over and over these different examples of people of the children of Israel shouting down the walls of Jericho and um, we think of Abraham leaving his homeland looking for a promised land from an invisible God, Sarah having a baby at age 90, Elijah calling fire from heaven, Moses parting the Red Sea, Elisha raising someone from the dead, Peter walking on the water to Jesus, you know, the disciples healing people. We see these, these huge examples in the Bible, not just in Hebrews chapter 11, but we see these examples and you're like, holy cow, how can I attain that? I don't even have enough faith to put an extra 10 bucks in the offering plate. And yet we look at these huge leaps and bounds of faith of these biblical characters. And then you do any reading of the of the heroes of the of the past 2000 years of church history. And you're like, "Holy cow. <laughs> I don't I I'm afraid to to take that next tiny little bit of faith and pray 5 more minutes a day." We look at this life of faith, this walking by faith, where we're called to walk by faith and not by sight. And yet so often we think that this following God, this taking on the name of Jesus is this massive thing, which it is. But then God puts these desires and dreams and goals and hopes in our heart. 
And far too many times when we look and we read examples of, of the biblical heroes and then we, we read the, 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 the examples of people throughout history and we get discouraged because our measly little tiny things of faith, our little actions of faith truly couldn't be, be faith. Only if we're taking huge leaps and bounds and following those biblical examples and the men and women of history only if we forsake all and follow. But how does that really work when I don't really seem to be forsaken a whole lot these days? How do I know what to do? How can I know these, these callings and hopes and dreams that God puts on my life? You see, we have these dreams and callings and goals and desires. We have these things that God puts in us that says, I want you to go this way. Things we know God wants us to do. God puts in our hearts. And sometimes, many times, most of the time, it seems just a little too far, just a little too much, just a little out of reach. How, how could God ask me to do this huge leap of faith, this big thing that seems insurmountable, impossible, improbable, untouchable? How could I do that? It just seems unachievable. Way too grand, way too glorious, way too out of reach, and just I just don't think we can get there from here. Have you ever been there in your life? And before we get into these steps of faith, these baby steps, I want to put this question on you today is, what is God working in your life about? What is that, that thing that he's put in your heart, this a desire, a dream, a goal, a calling? What has God put on your life? What is God working? And, and, and I pray that God is speaking to your life. I pray that God is working in your life. I pray God is doing something active and alive in your life. That you're not just seeing a bump up on a pickle, ignoring the things of God. But I, I, I pray that you're actively seeking Him and what He wants out of your life. I pray that you're doing that. I want to tell you a story today. I want to give you a little hinting about what God's been working on in, in the wife and I's life. When we came back from Michigan, we're going to rewind the, the tape player about, about 10 years. When we came back from Michigan... God started working on my heart about starting a, a form or a type of helps ministry. I didn't know what form it was going to take. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't know how to put it into action. I had many ideas and thoughts, but most of them just seemed impractical, improbable, and just way too out of reach with um, a guy with not a whole lot in his back pocket and, and four kids and a wife and a dog and a cat. And What am I supposed to do with that? And God began working on our lives and in our hearts, and, and we started helping out a, a church that was a few miles away from us, we, a friend of ours, and we started helping that church, just wanting to get them stabilized. And, and then a few years later, we found ourselves in the church that we're now currently serving in as, as, as co-pastor, helping these, these small churches over the last few years, even the church that my wife and I, um, well, I was the pastor. She was the brains behind it all. But the, the church where we served in Michigan, a very struggling work, and then by the time we left it was was very stable and, and had a good amount of congregants, was, was um, just 
it just seemed like God was using that pattern in our lives that we would step in and help churches and help people and help rebuild congregations. And, and it just seemed that's what God had programmed us for. And so when we came back from, from Michigan, came to Maine, and in and, and the last nine and a half years, well, holy cow, it's going to be 10 years in just a couple of weeks. It just seems like that's what God has put on our lives is just helping um, in areas that we can just be a servant and a help and a, and a need filler. Over the last few years, my family has gone through some pretty interesting times. We're just going to leave it at the word interesting. <laughs> and it seems like through the struggles of my son's mental illness and then a couple years, oh boy, it's going to be a couple years in just a short amount of time. And just a couple of years ago, when, when Chris passed away, it seemed through this grief journey that as we were seeking for resources to help us through our grief and help us through what we were going through, we found that even in Chris's struggle with mental illness and substance abuse, that we really were seeking for help. Not just for him, but for my wife and I, for answers, for people to talk to, for people to reach out, for resources for our family and for him. And, and it just didn't seem like there was any help to be had. And then after we lost him, God really implanted in our heart through this, through our grieving that there just needs to be a better way. There needs to be resources out there of people that just... We're there to help. And we're not just talking about the things that my son and my, our family went through because of him. But in so many areas of our lives, there are just people that are hurting and need basic help. That's why we started a Facebook page, uh, uh, just our little helps page where we post little things too. And my wife started a prayer chain um, group, and then she start, then she got involved in a in a grieving parent um, um, networking thing. And then and then we started this podcast a couple years ago, and just as a as a as a desire to help people. It was just something that God put on our lives. But now as, as these things have, have, have solidified, now it seems like God's working on our lives to take a next huge step in our helps ministry. We'll get to that eventually, maybe not this week. But there's this huge goal and dream that my wife and I have. And that goal and dream seems like an insurmountable thing to do. This seems impossible. There's just no way at our age, at our financial um, place in life, that there's just no way that we can go from where we're at to a thriving nonprofit helps ministry in our local area. How could we even get there from here? It just seems insurmountable. It just seems impossible. A few days ago, I was having my, my morning devotional time. I was doing some journaling and some praying. And I kept asking God, God, what's, what can we do now? Where we're at now, how, I, I know where you want us to be. I know where you're, you're, you're moving us toward, but how can I take that first major step? A dear friend of mine has started like a coaching um, 
business where he's helping folks. And he posted this this question the other day. He says, what is that that biggest thing, that biggest insurmountable, that biggest um, brick wall that you think that you have to get over to move toward what God's calling you to do or that dream or that desire, that goal? And I responded back to him. I said, finding out what that first baby step will be. And so this week, as I was meditating and praying and I was journaling and asking God for direction and guidance, as I was driving to work later and a few minutes later, I was driving to work and just kind of praying and meditating and thinking and the Holy Spirit stepped in and says, well, I think you can do this, 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 and this with basically zero cost, not a lot of effort but would be a huge step toward working toward that final goal. And it seemed like a a fire was lit in my soul that this is something I can do to start my wife and I off in this journey toward that, that goal, that ministry, that thing that I think God is calling us to do. So where are you at today? So, well, let me finish the story, and then I'll, then I'll put you on the spot. So for the last probably week, I've been doing nothing but studying and meditating and taking notes and researching about how to put together these, these first few little steps, these first baby steps to get us toward that end goal. And probably within the month, I'll probably have most of those four or five or six baby steps put together and in place and and working toward that that major goal that we have. So back to the question I asked you a second ago. How are you doing? What is that dream, that desire, that goal? Does it seem just way too fantastic, way too big, way too untouchable? You wouldn't even know that first step to take. You, it, it, it just seems like Abraham just selling all and and moving out of out of his homeland, heading toward a, a land that God promised him that he had never seen. Isn't that what what most of these things are? Just huge, big steps of faith that just seem way too grand, way too out of reach, way too impossible. Let me give you an encouragement today. If I could just give you a little help, just something to just bump you down that road. If I could just give you one little push, one little encouragement. You see, it doesn't have to be Abraham selling all, grabbing his family, and moving away. It doesn't have to be um, Moses stepping into the Red Sea and smiting and putting his his staff in the Red Sea and it parting. It doesn't have to be um, calling fire from heaven like Elijah. But it does have to take a step. You see, before Moses got to the crossing of the Red Sea, before Moses was calling down the 12 plagues, before Moses was, was, was doing what God had called him to do, what the first thing he had to do 
was when he saw that bush was to take a step toward the burning bush where he met God. We look at the Moses of, of the guy who wrote majority of the first five books of the Bible. We look at the Moses who, who crossed the Red Sea. We look at the Moses who, who called down the 12 plagues. We look at the Moses who led the, the millions of Jews throughout the, the wilderness for 40 years. We look at, look at the Moses who smote the, the rock and water came forward. We look at, at the Moses who prayed and manna fell. We look at that Moses, but we don't look back. At the Moses who just saw a burning bush and says, huh, I'm going to go find out what's going on over there. You see, that was that first step to Moses becoming a great leader. That was that first step before heading back to Egypt to lead the children of Israel out of Exodus. We don't look at that step. We only see the big ones. Can I just be an encouragement to you today? That yes, God may be asking you to take that leap off the cliff with the, with the parachute. But not every step is like that. That first step is just putting on the harness, putting on the parachute. That first step is putting on the wingsuit, learning how to fly with the wingsuit. The other day we took a family day, my wife and I and our youngest daughter... And we were going to go down to an amusement park, but it was raining, so we replanned our day very hastily, and we went to one of these little trampoline, bouncy, fun places. And I put on the harness, and I did the whole zip line thing with, with her, and it was a lot of fun, and we were being crazy and having a great time. And But, you know, I was looking around at all the parents just standing around not really participating with their children and yet it was so much fun that I just took that step of walking up those steps putting on the harness and following my crazy child across the zip line what's those baby steps that you need to take stop looking at taking the huge leaps of faith and let's start looking at those first few baby steps those first few things that, that would move you toward those things that God has called you to do in your life. What are those first few steps? For me, it was um, starting to plan a website. I've started to build a website for our helps ministry. For me, it was making a commitment to get back on here and posting, um, posting podcast episodes every week, get back to that every week. I know there's been a, a stretch where we missed quite a few weeks. For me, it was getting back to my wife and I are seeking ways to get back to our doing our Sunday afternoon recordings and just being an encouragement to people. Those baby steps of taking those first few steps to getting our, our ministry active and moving forward back into the direction that we think God's called us to do. So what has God called you to do? We look at the huge steps. We look at the crossing the Red Sea. We look at the calling fire from heaven. We look at those huge things. But if you look at the biblical characters... There's always some first few baby steps that they had to take before we see these big, grandiose leaps of faith and actions of faith. 
Where are you at today? Maybe you're not a, a follower, a believer of, of Christ. Maybe you're not a, a Christian. Maybe you haven't gotten to the point where your, your faith is strong enough to where you want to make a commitment and say, I want to be a follower of Christ. I want to put my faith and trust in Him for salvation and my life and my eternity. Maybe that first few steps might be digging a little deeper, asking a, a, a friend or a, a, someone you know that knows the Lord to, to, to ask them some questions about faith, about salvation, about Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, whatever those first few steps are. Quit trying to look at the huge step of, uh, of, of, of what would happen if, if you decided to be a follower of Jesus. How about you just build your faith? Dig into the Bible. Realize that Jesus loves you and died for you and rose again for you. What's God working on in your life right now? If I were to ask you to take and just hit the pause button for a few minutes and just stop and just think and just meditate, God, what is this next step? What is this thing that you want me to do? What is that first baby step I can take toward following your will, finding your will, walking by faith, fulfilling that which you desire of me. Let's find out what those baby steps are and just take those first few steps forward. You see, it's always those first few steps forward that eventually lead to the cross in the Red Sea. That eventually lead to great things for the Lord. Do you realize before Peter became one of the one of the primary um, chosen followers of Jesus, he had to let Jesus row out into his boat and then throw the net over the side of the boat where Jesus told him to? Do you realize before the 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 grand apostle Paul, the father of the New Testament church heading into um, the Gentile nations, before he became the apostle Paul, he had to be led by hand and as a blind man who just spoke to Jesus and said, what wilt thou have me to do? What are those first few baby steps? Yes, look at the grand picture. Look at the, the, the direction God wants you to be. Look at those things you feel God's calling you. But what are those first few steps to get you on the direction, to get you on the path? I'll give you another quick example and then I'll be done. When it came to our grief journey, I avoided it at all costs for almost a year. I was afraid. I was afraid what would happen if I just let my heart open up and tear apart and grieve and melt and bleed if I truly comprehended the loss of my son. And I avoided it. I ran from it. There was times that the lament and the grief were so heavy that I couldn't hold it in. But for the most part, I, I chose to, to hide from it and avoid going down this journey didn't think I could take the pain. About a year ago, I decided that it was time. 
after we went through the first anniversary of Chris's passing, I decided it was time to really grieve. And I let my heart be torn. I let the tears flow. I let, I let the emotional wreck take place. I let the struggle really truly begin because that was the only way I was going to be able to make it through grieving is I had to start grieving. What is God trying to do in your life? What little things you need to do, whether it be seeking for some help, seeking for guidance, counsel, finding a friend that you can pray with, taking a step of faith toward a calling. What is it? And let's start together. Make the commitment to take those first few baby steps. Finding out what God would have us to do. Those first few steps. You don't have to jump off a cliff, but it would be good to sign up for the parachuting class. Eventually, you'll have to jump off the cliff, but it'd be good to first learn how to parachute first. Let's do that. What are those first few baby steps? I hope I hope this meant something. I hope I hope this helped. We we usually get so fearful of those big things when usually it's just the baby steps. You guys, the first step in getting out of debt is paying an extra dollar on whatever. You guys, the first few steps of getting your health is on online is figuring out what your problems are by maybe going to the doctor, stepping on the scale, looking in your fridge and snack drawer and find out what the problem is. Let's take those first few baby steps. And let's see what God can do in our lives and maybe we can get to those big things because we took the first few steps. I hope it's helped to you. Reach out if you need to. Here to help ministry at gmail.com love to hear from you. love to pray with you about something. But let's find out what those steps are. And let's take that step toward those first few baby steps. I know it went a little long today, but I just want to share you my heart. Share with you my heart. Share my heart with you. Something like that. Reach out if you need to. I love you. Praying for you. Let's have a great week. Let's, let's determine to take a, a, a little baby step in our lives. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.